Jane. Well, good afternoon, April. So How what's been going on this very hot summer? Oh my gosh, where do I even begin? I just, well, I, well, about a month ago, I graduated college. That's been going on. Yeah, that's definitely very awesome. <laughs> yes, like, it's just been, it's been a long time coming, like, like a year now. And, like, when it, when it finally happened, April, I'm just like, oh, crap. I'm graduating, and I'm like, oh, well, what's next? Well, except for taking three classes in the summer, that's, like, what's next, and paying your student loans, so, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right now I'm just like trying to get everything finished. But at this point, April, I'm just so over it. Like I'm just doing the classes at this point. And then like I found out yesterday, like while I was like spending time with my family, I was going through my emails. And I'm in this history class where I have to be a historian and have to do like research. And I'm like, ah, another discussion board, like ah, another paper. And I'm like, well, I might as well do it. Like, I, I mean, I might as well finish off with a bang. I agree. Just go ahead and get it done. That way you don't have to worry about it later. Right, exactly. It's so, like, I mean, and also, like, this summer has been pretty much, like, full of the transformation stage. Like, I'm just moving on from people and just trying to mature and I'm still questioning it about like where where I am gonna post be who I am. Like it's sort of like a therapeutic point in my life where I'm just like reevaluating everything and just really just like confronting like something that I've been been like avoiding for a long time. But like by me confronting like my flaws, it just like really just helped me grow and it really got me closer to the people who I'm I'm friends with and even my own family so that's just been what's been going on so what about you what about you April I was just gonna say that all sounds really good and you're able to move on and then just you know hopefully just you'll be able to get things done on your own and then of course go back to work full time and you know basically just take care of business I mean, as far as me yeah. everything has been like pretty much okay I've had a few rough patches here and there not really with school but just life right <laughs> but I'm doing okay um, I'll get to swim at the end of this month which I'm really looking forward to oh that's great so, and I haven't, you know, like, had any complications from the surgery I had, and, you know, doing pretty good, just ready to swim. And then just doing this general studies capstone, and as I predicted, most of it's pretty much a waste of my time. Um, <laughs> it's very redundant. I wish I would have done a different research question, to be honest with you, because... Like, I have not had very many responses, and that's 
getting very aggravating. Like I, I've posted my research stuff in several like face groups, Facebook groups that like that are designed for that. If that makes right. sense. Yeah. People who are finishing their bachelor's degree or master's, or even some people who are finishing their PhD, they it's a survey exchange. Oh, I yeah, I I remember that because I seen your post and I did one of it. It's just yeah. I also I like I like the survey that you've done. Like that's just really that's really awesome that you've done it. But also like I find it very like important ironic that. Like it talks about about like um, COVID nineteen and how like the way you were. I mean, because like let's be honest, it's just been two years, and like I mean, so much of change has been the span of two years. That's crazy. Exactly, and that was my point. And I found basically we had to make um literature review, which I already have completed because that had to be completed first and I found so much literature and scholarly sources about COVID-19 and stress and different you know groups have more stress like for example teachers have more stress health workers like have more stress daycare workers and stuff like that well teachers I should say just the education sector altogether, not just teachers, obviously. I but. like, yeah, I believe that because, like, from from the perspective of me being a teacher's assistant, like, like we wasn't like my teacher, like my mentor wasn't able to do things like such as doing like unified track, but because of COVID nineteen, like it just didn't like work out that way. So yeah, exactly. Like, education was really hit the most with COVID. It really was. It was hit. I would say the top two would probably be healthcare and education. Yeah. Most, I, I, I do agree upon that. I do agree. Because. Was, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Oh, no. Sorry. I, I wasn't I wasn't going to say anything, but you were saying. Oh, like, for example, one thing that sort of went, quote, unquote, back to normal were other professions, I guess. Like, Mm -hmm. for instance, you know, James's work. His work pretty much went back to normal. They just had to wear a mask uh, when they were working for a big chunk of the last two years. They only got rid of the mask mandate, like, maybe a couple months ago. And then, so his profession truly did not change. Um, he is what's called a finisher at a bakery. Right. And so he fries the donuts, makes the donuts, prepares the dough, all that stuff. So his, his job luckily did not change. In fact, in some ways it got better because the whole entire bakery um, got a raise. So they wanted to keep people. So they gave them raises, you know. Um, One profession that didn't necessarily change very much, per se. And at the beginning, it was a lot of change. But now, kind of pretty much back to normal. My mom is a beautician. And now, it's pretty much like how it was. Um, 
they can have or they have three beauticians um, in the store at a time which their store is very small they look work in a retail situation her you know once again she had to wear a mask and stuff like that and she was only closed for a couple months and then after that other than the people wearing a mask or customers wearing a mask and the uh, hairstylist you know wearing a mask basically like nothing changed you could still get your hair cut highlighted you know whatever get your eyebrows done and um the only thing that changed in the beginning was a lot of people colored their hair at home (laughs) and not myself included or they gave themselves their own haircuts and i feel like people are starting to do that again because the business has been like now even though all the restrictions are now off and nobody has to wear a mask anymore for her profession um the business has really dropped off and i'm having a suspicion that people are just cutting and doing hair color at home again that's my suspicion yeah like i mean i can i mean i could tell like i i do totally believe you because like Ever since like this pandemic, like this pandemic hit, during the early quarantine, I did not go see my hairdresser. So like, I had to like wash my own hair, and my dad even shaved my head. Which like during like the first year, like the actual first year of COVID nineteen, like my hair grew out like crazy, crazy. Yeah. Like this big ass afro, and so like, but then like I started. I didn't start going to my hair beautician, beautician again until, like, I guess maybe later, 2021, and then, like, earlier 2022, but then, like, it's just, but then I just started, like, growing my hair out again. Yeah. Which, so, so, yeah, like, so, since it's been two years, April, like, have you, like, um, I'm trying to figure out how should I ask this. Like, like, are there still things that you like? Like, are you still that same person, or you have like changed entirely because of this pandemic? Like, have I some of like, I oh. wouldn't say I've changed entirely. You know, I don't feel like I've really changed very much. Mm-hmm. Like, just you know, if anything. Other than, like I said earlier, the surgery restrictions, pretty much now, um, you know, with restrictions like lifted and stuff, and activity-wise, I'm more apt to be a little bit more open-minded in going places, if that makes sense. Okay, so you're more... Here's an example. Like, okay... I, I'm not a big fan of crowds. Don't like crowds very much. And I know there's some traditions that motivate me more than dealing with a crowd. Like, you know, going to the fall festival. Me going since I was four is a higher motivation than me avoiding the crowd, if that makes sense. Right. In relation to your question, 
one thing James and I did that we've never, neither of us have done before. First of all, we usually never had the money. Second of all, we're not big into crowds. We went to a Santana concert in April. And that was a lot of fun, by the way. It was a good time. Um, But then I I got sick with the cold, like, after that. And it was just a cold because I kept testing negative. Like, I was not positive for COVID-19. And so it was just a cold and I had to tough it out. But, like, other than that, during the majority of the concert, it was so much fun. It felt like for the first time in two years, first of all, I took a risk by going to the concert. If that makes sense, that's where the open-minded experience came through as far as like being around a bunch of people you know secondly it wasn't very expensive um the tickets actually weren't and then secondly just experiencing that concert live like made me feel like oh wow i'm live because sometimes i feel like you know um you know, yeah, obviously I'm existing, but just not really, just kind of, I like to say, here's a good one, Jane. I feel like, I feel like some days I'm in sitcom hell. Right. You know what I mean? Where you do the same, like, repetitive, you know, boring task day in, day out. Oh, hey, kids, we're going to go eat dinner. Oh, yeah, we're going to go, um, walk around and you know it's like being in a jail cell almost not quite that bad but I understand what you're saying though like being stuck like doing the same old thing like I know what you mean on a hamster wheel (laughs) okay okay that's that's a better way of explaining it yeah I mean, I have, you know, I I don't want to say jail because it's like, I feel like I do have a lot of, like, freedom and free time, I guess, if that makes sense. Right. Like, I'm not necessarily restricted, but there's, here where we live, there's not much to do. That's what I'm trying to get at. Okay. So, being open-minded to experience something as big as a concert was definitely me pushing myself so that's good more apt to take risks will probably be to sum it all up i am more apt to take um take a risk i get i can relate to that when it comes to taking a risk because i guess like before this pandemic even started like i was still like very like outgoing and very like I just kept on moving and ignoring my feelings and just doing what people want me to ask. Even though, like, I was against it, but, like, it was kind of part of my moral compass, which, to be honest, like, I really haven't used it. Based, like, plus environment as well, but, but, you know, like, I have really, I've really, like, if my moral compass, well, my spirituality have really taken a toll of this because, like, I just didn't know why this was happening. But, like, being in this pandemic for the past two years, 
especially the first year, like, I was, I really, like, what's I'm not, like, like, the reason why I do things is just to avoid, like, sitting in my own self-pity and my own guilt and all. But, like, yeah. when, when I finally sat there, I'm like, all my demons are starting to come in. And I became very vulnerable. And I couldn't run away. I just had to, like, face it. So, like, and then, like, by me facing it, by me recognizing my own, like, repetitive and my toxic traits and all that little stuff, my, my, but also, like, I found strength in my vulnerability. And I, and I learned that it's okay to be depressed. Like, it's okay that you don't have to do anything. I mean, that's protective yourself. Like, if you woke up one day, I mean, that matters as itself. Like, that's productivity. That's what I've learned. And yeah. Like, I, and, I, like, I've learned to say no if I'm not comfortable. And, like, of course, like, it took a dark turn. Like, like a year. Like, a year in this pandemic. Especially, like, when I started not going to church and started to get mad. Like, at the church and get mad at Christians and get mad at my own self. Like, it just really, like... I mean, it, it, it was it was troubling. Like it, it was troubling, but then like, but then like now we have an understanding of how I feel about it. I mean, I I myself are it's not it's not mad at church anymore. I mean, I still I still get pissed off every now and then, but like, I mean, I like I was just like I was just entirely angry because like, I mean, I mean someday like I can talk about it maybe off air but it's just been such a but case in point case in point I digress but in all in all being this being in quarantine has really taught me how to be okay with my feelings and to and to just say no that's that's what I'm trying to get at and that makes so much sense and I feel like a lot of people relate to Jane because people had time for self-discovery during the time that we were quarantined. And I just think it's really important too, you know, to take time to reflect and figure out what you want and what you don't want and how you feel about different things, especially spirituality and, you know, all of those things and figuring out, well, what's a good fit if that makes sense I think like one of the hardest things when it comes to like self-discovery is like losing yourself well actually it's just removing yourself from the people who you like known for who you made a home to but then like it's just by growing like that's just one of the hardest things like recently like I have like like, I've realized that, like, um, I have to move on. Like, I've recently moved on from a friend, from a perk, from a friend, from, from high school. And I just felt like, I mean, for a while now, like, things has just been, I mean, we both have our own lives. And, like, I just became, like, like, I just became not pretty much uncomfortable, but unease. Yeah. That, like, that, like, I just... Like, I just didn't want to be in his life anymore. You know? Right. I'm, and so, like, I just told him, and perhaps, like, 
maybe like now there's been a lot of now perhaps and I just told him and so like I want to bring this up to a topic April so when I told my parents yesterday about it like I like they said that you pretty much burn a bridge I'm like what do you mean by that I'm like what if you I mean they said that friendship will never really end now like it depends on like certain situations but if you guys have been talking to each other then you get yeah. you guys can, you guys can just move on and I'm like yeah I can see that but like I just didn't want to ghost them I mean and my father's like well that's not really ghosting them like you're just like I mean you just like you just I mean you don't have he's saying that you don't have to tell them that you're moving on you just move on I mean like yeah I mean, it makes sense, you know. And then, like, it, it does make sense. And then, like, when I told... And then, like, it proved my... a little bit of your audio. Could you repeat that? Okay. Yeah. Sorry. It's just been it's been reconnected. I'm out and I'm outside. But anyway, what I was what I was saying is that to prove a point to what my parents are saying is that like when I told them about that, it was awkward. But then he's like, well, we don't hang out with each other anyway, so I pretty much wasted his time. Yeah, it's kind of like, in a lot of ways, it's very, it's kind of simple, but sort of complex at the same time, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah. Like, it's complex because, you know, you've been friends with him for a long time, you know, and that makes it a little bit more complicated. It's not someone who, like, for example... You know, there might be people or in my past where I thought that maybe we'll hang out after school when I was going to Ivy Tech and thought, oh, well, hey, yeah, like, especially other women who had, like, mom or who had moms, good God, who were moms. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. What a blunder. But who were moms and who were closer to my age. And they might be like, you know, and they're at the time, you know, I finished Ivy Tech when I was uh, 28. And I started when I was about 25 for the first degree. The second degree, I was 20, or no, I was right at 30 when I finished the second degree. So the Associate of General Studies, which I should have just stuck with, now my bachelor's in is in general studies but oh well so I was 25 to 28 and then for the second degree psychology where all my credits pretty much transferred and I just needed a few classes I was 30 when I finished that so anyway so I, I would meet people who might be in their late 20s early 30s and they had kids, and I'm like, oh yeah, we should get our kids together, go to the park, blah, blah, blah. And that stuff wouldn't ever happen. So in that regard, it's like, okay, and you'll probably see this a lot more too, Jane, like, 
You have people who are literally just your work friends. They're friendly with you at work. They'll back you up. They'll, you know, they'll be there for you while you're at work. But after work, they, I mean, I don't think it's fair people act this way, but it's kind of true. Unfortunately, a lot of people, when they're done with work, they're just kind of done with that situation and they have other things like they'll go home to their families or friends they've had for a lot longer so yeah i feel like there's work friends or school friends there's long-term friends there might be people in your life that are very short-term like roommates who you might spend a lot of time with but then they move on and do something else that makes sense i can speak from a lot of that from experience like a lot from experience that like that that I mentioned in in like earlier episodes of the podcast that won't I won't really talk about on here but I can speak from experience that I've been through that yeah I'm a, like when I talk about relationships with my mother like she told me that you know you're gonna have people who are associates to you that like are not really your friends that's how she puts it yeah and she's right yeah yeah that's what I mean you're just you're or acquaintance like you're not really you know of the person but you're not like bffs that's what like my mom says and so like i mean there's the saying that like um you know people are gonna come into your life as blessings and then some people come to your life as blessings i for one have had a lot of people come to my life as blessings but ask blessings as well. So, like, wish... I've heard that, too. Yeah. Like, wish is, like... Like, I finally... I think this year I have finally came to understand about the kind of people you keep and the kind of people you just let go because, like... I mean, it isn't that serious. You know? Right. I agree with you. I really do. I mean, like, why... I mean, why waste your... Like, why waste your breath? I mean, that's what... Like, that's what pretty much, like... What I've been doing since I was 18 years old. Because, like... I mean... That was part of it because of me just being... Of needing somebody to talk to. Of laying people... Of laying them... Of of helping me let me know that everything's going to be alright. And me having low self-esteem. But but in general, people just need love. That's I mean, and there's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with looking for a companion. Oh like, yeah, I agree. I agree with you a hundred percent. Everybody needs friends. They need you know, there's friendships and companions and all sorts of relationships are not totally black and white you know there's a lot of gray area in there (laughs) there is a lot of gray area but it's but like it's a two-way street and there needs to be the work like it has and only for a reason to truly work we have to benefit from each other from it not just from that one person yeah i mean that's my i mean that's i mean that's my thing and like this year this year i've learned more about platonic relationships you know like just 
just more about boundaries and you know usually like when I be friends with new people I like them you know because like I really want to be in a relationship but then I've learned that relationships are mostly built in the foundation of friendships and that's what like and that's like the key thing that I've learned through like the people who I've known for a long time yeah so yeah it does make sense because ideally like when you get to know someone or if you're you know looking for someone in a romantic way you want to get to really know them first that's ideal doesn't always happen that way though you know yeah it, it really doesn't because people and casual relationships casual romances that kind of stuff seems to be more and more common you know casual hookups and things like that's that has become more common where people don't want emotional attachment but they want the physical part of it you know and it's really tough because people do get attached and usually in those situations it's never a win-win it's usually it could be a lose-win or a win-lose but if people are like oh well we can just be friends with benefits kind of thing there's always going to be that those usually just don't work out it's going to be someone's going to be heartbroken i mean exactly like i mean no offense to anybody who does it as long as they do it right but like when people like doing like a one-night stand or having like a a um meaningless sex as they call it by you having that connect that connection that emotional connection that is meaningful just because like it's no like you're not going to date each other or anything it's still meaningful when you have sex with that person like no matter yeah. like, i mean no matter what like no matter what like it's still it's still that meaningful because like, yeah because our body releases chemicals yes. to connect with that person and it helps you grow as a person too like it like you know and like i myself like has been like i've been very curious when it comes to casual dating and having these different types of relationships i mean of course like i consider myself like i'm i would like to casual date i mean i have needs but then yeah. i realized but then i realized that knowing how i am i'm more i'm very selective like I want somebody to vibe with me. Yeah. I mean that's like that's that's what truly I want. And I became like more comfortable just like being other people, like whether at supermarkets or when I go walking on a bus ride. I mean it feels good. And that's good too. It's good to get out and really socialize with other people. Outside of work and home, I mean. I mean, yeah. Because humans are social, even if we're socially awkward, <laughs> like me. <laughs> yes. Yes. We're social, we're socially awkward. Some people are just better at socializing. And some people are more shy than other people, obviously, you know, but there's always like, I know this sounds really cliche, really corny, but there really is. I feel like 
I don't like using the term soulmate because I don't feel like that's necessarily correct. And because that sounds very fairy tale like, but I just mean, I feel like there is really someone for everybody. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I do agree with that. They may not be like, and the thing is, it's, it's never going to be perfect. Like, if it's too perfect, then people are not really communicating what they need and want either. Mm-hmm. You know, if everything's just absolutely perfect, it's usually too good to be true. Right. And right. it reminds me of, like, uh, I heard that one of the early filmmakers, uh, last name is Hughes. I want to say John Hughes. No, that's not right. I don't know. From the 1920s and 1930s, I am like missing. I'm no, because John Hughes made the Breakfast Club. That's not who I'm talking about. Anyway, last name was still Hughes. Whatever. It'll come to me hopefully. If not, Google it. (laughs) Hughes from the 1930s. Anyway, um, he. Uh, dated a lot of the actors that he would put his, you know, do his films with and who he filmed. And he originally, this is like where the perfection stuff comes in, where people might be a little bit too perfect sometimes. He did not want to date Marilyn Monroe because he thought her toes were, or one of her toes was crooked. Like that's where it just gets a little bit much. Okay. And that's just an example of like like what? <laughs> like one of her toes was crooked? Like are are you freaking serious, dude? <laughs> um, you know, that that's what I mean. Like it could be something, you know, someone could have everything going for them and some people are just a little bit too fussy when it comes to how people look in some ways I guess Uh you know that's that's just my opinion on it but yeah it it was just uh, it was just interesting to hear about right Right. Okay. So, so April, is there anything else we'd like to say to our audience? Um, I don't know. Uh, I didn't know if you wanted to add anything because this was basically like a, a chatty Kathy and just a catch up. And I feel like we went over everything. So, if you didn't have anything else to add, um, yeah, I want to say, I want to give a shout out to my, oof. I want to give a shout out to, to my cousin Bibi. Like she, like about um, three weeks ago, she asked about, hey, are you doing the podcast? And, and we were obviously, and I told her like, we obviously need you have busy lives. So shout out to her for still thinking about our podcast. Yeah. I agree. I think it's really cool how she she thought about us and she was interested in our podcast. Yeah. 
Yeah, and Bye. also like, yeah, also like, thank you guys for like continuing to listen to us, even if we be on a long hiatus. Yeah, it's been a few months. Yeah, like the last time, the last time we done this podcast, April was <laughs> April second. April second. <laughs> well, actually, yeah, no. so that was. <laughs> <laughs> three and a Wait. half months. <laughs> yeah, I think I think you're right. It's been three months. I think it was like since March, because like I didn't post it until April. Like, like it was oh, like, like it was like spring break and like. <laughs> oh my gosh, I was just, I'm just, I was just too busy with everything. I mean, it was like. It's just so crazy how, like, how USI prepares for graduation. Like, literally, like, like they were, they had their caps and gown, like, in March. That's how crazy it was. Oh, yeah, definitely, because, I mean, there was a lot of people graduating, so they'll, they had to start early on that. I mean, I mean, yeah, like, it was, like, and, like, a little bit of an update, you guys. So, on, I don't know which podcast, maybe the last podcast, I didn't end up going on my trip either way because, like, May was a busy time for all of us. Like, hectic. Like, we, like, I went to the family reunion. Like, I mean, <laughs> like, tr- like my little sister like finishing her first year of college, my dad's job and everything May was definitely a busy month for sure. Are you still there? Yeah, can you oh. hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Sorry, like my mom called me. But yeah, but oh, but what I'm saying, like, like I mean, I wasn't able to go on my trip, which was super disappointing. But like, I've learned that like I need to prepare earlier and plan earlier. So if you guys are planning on going on a trip, plan early and save your money more efficiently. <laughs> Oh, I agree. Hey, but the good news is, come August, you'll be able just to save your money. You know, you'll probably have to put some money down on the student loans, but then you'll be able to, like, actually focus more on saving it since you won't be in school, so. Which also, like, before we, before we get off, like, I'd be, like, seeing these news on, about loan forgiveness. What is, what is even, like, what is the, what's, what is that? I mean, obviously you're, like, what, what is the meaning of loan forgiveness? Well, like, it basically means your loan is forgiven, but there's, there's ways to, like, where it may not be forgiven, and I don't really know, to be honest with you, Jane, I don't know all the stipulations. I know that there's been a lot of 
political talk about it. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's what but, that's what I've read. But I haven't heard for sure if there's gonna be a set amount that's gonna be forgiven. Like I've I've heard the figure of around ten thousand dollars may be forgiven, but there's still a lot of people fighting back and fighting against it. So realistically, I don't really think that would happen. But there are ways to um, reduce your loan. Um, you can basically apply for reduced rates. And you'll have to look over some of that stuff on the financial aid website and things. Like, I don't know all the ins and outs. If that makes sense. Okay, got it. Well, I'll have I'm to dig in. I'll have to dig in to it a little bit more, probably August myself, and by that time I can probably give you a lot better information. Well, I appreciate that, April. Yes, I'm gonna, I'm gonna need it. Like, but, but anyway, it's been always good talking to you, April. I agree. It's been good talking to you, Jane. I'm glad we got to catch up and hear soon. We'll actually have to catch up in person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, like, so honestly, I don't know. As far as us hanging out, we're sure we're of that. But when it comes to y'all, we don't know when we're going to see y'all again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I guess. I guess it's whenever. I mean, heck, heck, he might be even here yes in five years. <laughs> well, hopefully it won't be five years before we do yeah. the podcast again. No offense, I'm not going to keep it on my phone that long if it's been a prolonged period of time. Yeah, me either. <laughs> five years keeping it on my phone. Oh my goodness. It is like, if I, like, I often think about five years. I mean, I think in five years, like, I'll be, like, in a good place. Like, in a place of when, like, I got my driver's license and maybe possibly I found somebody or, or like, or, like, I finally became comfortable. I think most part, in five years, I might be finally most comfortable in myself. I think that's what will happen in five years. I think so, too. I, I think so, too, because you'll be in... By then you'll be in your late 20s. So I feel like by then you'll feel a lot more confident and settled and stuff. But hey, you know what? That could be a very good podcast for next time. Like we can talk about our goals and stuff for the next five years. Oh, yes. You see? We should do that. Yeah, we should, we're, we're going to do it. We'll do it. And it won't yeah. be in five years. <laughs> you see, this is a joke. You see, like our original, you see, I like to remind people on here that this is a joke. <laughs> like I was jokingly saying five years, and now we just, we just, you just did, you created the idea of, well, let's do the topic. Let's talk about. It. Let, let's talk about it. Yeah, that'll be on another episode because we don't want to bore these people to death. <laughs> going on like I like these episodes closer to like 
40 to an hour or 40 minutes to one hour you know yeah i, I like those episodes too i think like my favorite episodes i've ever done was the chatty khakis yeah i really like doing those but we can do <laughs> kathy's in the future <laughs> oh my god yes like this i mean we pre this is like i don't know like i think this is like episode 502 <laughs> because we've done so many of these <laughs> that sounds like a plan jane i'll see you uh yeah. we'll we'll message each other here in just a little bit Bye. I'll see you soon. Yeah, see you soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.